Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Small Nose Ruminations of a Misanthrope. My episodes contain distressing and serious topics and are intended for a mature audience. If you're easily offended, then it's probably best that you leave. Go on. Go on, leave. Part 1. Whistling. I was unfortunately out in the public last week, unmedicated and sober. I felt particularly vulnerable and tense. There weren't many people around, but there was an older gentleman walking probably about two, three metres in front of me. He was walking slightly too slow, which in itself was making me stressed. As if this wasn't enough, he started whistling really loud. What the fuck? Why do I have to be subjected to this imbecile's whistling noise? What just happened in his brain to trigger this terrible, unsolicited din? I started walking even slower until the distance between us was such that I was no longer in earshot of the perpetrator's terrible mouth piping. Part 2. Making your own juice. I had to endure a hotel breakfast buffet last weekend. I could have got room service, but I hate the smell of food in my room. I waited until the majority of the humans had left and made a dash for some breakfast. I thought it might lift my mood to have some juice to accompany my bacon. I walked to the juice area, only to be confronted by a line of people, seemingly making their own juice. There was an abundance of chopped fruit and veg, and I believe that the aim of the hotel was that you select the fruits and veg that you require and then you put them into the juicer and then wait while the juicer slowly trickles out. What the fuck? If I'm paying $35 for breakfast, I want the juice fucking ready to go. I haven't got time to stand around shoving lumps of kale and celery into a juicer. Fuck that shit. Next I'll be cooking my own bacon. What a fucking piss take. It's bad enough you have to make your own toast and wait for it. Jesus, I remember when I was last in hospital, they made the toast for me and brought me juice. I think I might go there for breakfast next time. Part 3. Keanu Reeves I'm not being funny or anything, but Keanu Reeves... What the fuck? Oh, he's such a nice guy. Oh, he's so down to earth. Oh, he uses the subway dressed like a tramp. Oh, he gave up his seat for an old man. Oh, he bought everyone a watch after they finished making the movie. Fuck off. Just fuck off. Like no one else isn't kind in life. Everyone needs to stop kissing Keanu Reeves' balls already. UFO sightings. It amazes me how often people discuss UFO sightings. If I'm honest, if there was another civilization that had the ability to traverse the universe, the last place they would visit is Earth, unless they wanted a good laugh. Jesus, look at the state of us. And why are UFO sightings always in America 
more specifically, always in California. Like they would make a beeline for California. It's such a load of fucking bollocks. Why is it always retired Californian fighter jet pilots that see them as well? Oh, it was on the radar. It was like a tic-tac. Then it just went up really fast. Who would make a tic-tac-shaped ship? Fuck off. There are no UFOs. It's a load of old bollocks. You never hear the Swedish fighter pilots or Australian pilots babbling on about tic-tac-shaped shit on the radar. These fuckers are all full of shit and need to grow the fuck up. Fucking UFOs. The human race is so self-obsessed and arrogant. Part 5. Public toilet phone calls. I often have the misfortune to have to visit a shopping centre in order to procure things for reasons. Whilst in these aforementioned shopping centres, it is necessary sometimes for me to use the public toilets. These two words in isolation are fine, to a degree. Well, the word public does make me slightly anxious, if I'm honest. But the words together open up a whole world of horror that I find hard to face sober. One of the more irritating aspects of visiting these areas is when you hear someone answering their mobile whilst in a stall taking a dump and having to listen to their conversation, which I might add is usually totally moronic. Is any phone call really that important that it can't wait until you've finished your bowel movement? Fuck me, it's totally disgusting taking a call, then moments later, that same hand will be wiping shit from your asshole. Always be wary when someone passes you their phone to show you the latest hilarious cat meme. It may be covered in faecal detritus from earlier that day. Maybe carry some bacterial wipes around with you and ask the passee to wipe their phone before accepting their invitation to watch the aforementioned cat meme. And while we're on the subject, my other issue with public toilets is the doors. Why the fuck do they have handles on the exit where you have to touch the handle to pull it open to leave the toilet? Surely there should be some mechanism to push it open with your foot to leave. The amount of other humans I witnessed taking a piss and then not washing their hands is staggering. That's right, they just flop it out, piss and leave. No soap or water involved. And then as they leave, they touch the handle to open the door with their pissy penis fingers. For fuck's sake. And then there's the humans that pee. Then do the cursory hand wash. You know, the one where they just hold their hand under the tap for a few seconds and then wipe their wet fingers on their trousers and then leave. Leaving pissy wet bacteria on the door handle. All of these unhygienic morons make my comprehensive post-piss hand washing system somewhat redundant. There are only two options to egress the toilet in a sanitary fashion. One, wait for someone else to come in, thus negating the need to touch the pissy penis handle. Simply let them push the door open, then once they're in, use your foot to keep the closing door open and exit. Or two, which is my favourite, use some paper towel as a barrier between the pissy penis handle and your clean hand to open the door. The former is dependent on the frequency of other humans and could leave you standing in the toilet for a while. The latter allows you to take control of the timing.
Yeah, okay, so five episodes in and still no reviews, but we did have an email from boldeagle99 at gmail.com. Bold Eagle says, Bold Eagle says, Dear Small Nose Podcast, in episode number four, you ruminated in part four that stuff that doesn't taste like the description. I agree, and I'm glad that you brought it up on your awful podcast. I've been saying for years that barbecue sauce doesn't taste anything like a barbecue. Best regards, Pete. Well, thanks, Pete. Although I think you've got the wrong end of the stick. I mean, foods don't taste like the description. Not objects don't taste like the description, you fucking moron. Feel free to email Pete at boldeagle99 at gmail to further berate him personally. Another email, again on part four of the last episode, stuff that doesn't taste like the description. Let's hope it's more insightful than Pete's email. Dear Small Nose, in part four of episode four of Small Nose, Ruminations of a Misanthrope, you talked about stuff that doesn't taste like the description. I couldn't help being excited to hear this, as I too don't think that stuff tastes like the description. Have you ever tried tomato juice or crab-flavoured sticks? They certainly don't taste like any crab I've eaten. Great work. Keep it up. Love your podcast. Regards, Sally Whitehead. Well, Sally, thanks for the email, although I'm sorry to break it to you, but the crab taste in crab-flavoured sticks is only the flavouring. Essentially, crab sticks are made of concentrated whitefish protein. The fish meat is shredded, rinsed over and over in fresh water, then pressed until it turns into an odourless and tasteless paste. Okay, well, that's it then. If you want to email me with some dreary anecdotes or criticise my stupid podcast, then please email smallnosepodcast at gmail.com. 